0: Welcome back to the Freedom Podcast. Great to have you with us once again, G. You've been away yeah. last week. Yep, yeah,
1: been been away to the to the coast, the British coastline, <laughs> and we had some sunshine, which was, I mean, quite amazing. We actually had sunny
0: days in April. Unbelievable miracles happen. Um, G, wonder maybe you could tell us a bit about what you were up to last week and uh, and why you went down to to Devon because it wasn't just. Uh, it wasn't just a little break, was it? Yeah, sure. We're As you know, we're sort of in cave
1: season, about to get ready. We're just days away uh, from, you know, arriving into the cave. And so we wanted to sort of to take a little bit of time last week, uh, H&I, just to get away just for a few days to really, I think, just get some space uh, to mm. prepare the messages I'm bringing Uh, Two messages that are jam-packed full of vision and what God's saying to us as a movement. And just really getting time for that because it has been a very busy time the last few months. Like the beginning of this year, we have been full on and God's been moving, shifting. We've seen some of our greatest numbers happening. Uh, So with it, I just wanted a few days away to almost get that, you know, quiet space away from the office, away from home away from our caravan that we're living in right now (laughs) it's a bit hard preparing in a caravan i'm telling you so uh we we got away had chance to sort of have a a little place there by the sea and just did you know lots of walking on the beach um obviously head down studying preparing but just getting that space away i mean it's just fantastic
0: Very special. It is really good, isn't it? You get you get away, you get a change of perspective and you get that time just away from things. It is really good. Um, but, G, I know something always happens to you uh, when you're away. Any any stories for us, anything that happened to you last week, you and H? I think, surprisingly, last week
1: went quite well. And I, mm. I felt a little bit suspicious because it was like things are going too well. But it did. <laughs> Apart apart from before we got there, we had a flat tire and had to get all that yes. sorted.
0: But okay.
1: that, that was just a little thing. And then once we got down there, uh, it, was, it was pretty plain sailing. We um, set the fire alarm. Plain, alarms plain sailing for you.
0: Apart okay. From that, yeah. I love um, how flat tires and fire alarms, they're not really a problem. But I know one of the things <laughs> that happened, um, so I was talking to mum about this, is you were sat, uh taken in the view sat on the uh you'd kind of climbed around the stones didn't you because it's not enough to kind of (laughs) be on the shore it's like you had to climb around the stones around the side because there's a better view this way and you know we've got we're just taking it in (sighs) you having the conversation and then all of a sudden the tides come in and it's blocked your path to get back to uh the car yes and then you've got to climb around haven't you to try and get back to the vehicle. Yeah, it was either swim for it or climb around the rocks. So mm. you know, we we
1: were enjoying the moment too much in a little cove, in a beautiful little cove. And yeah, the sea came in pretty quick. So we <laughs> <laughs> we had to scale the rocks, um, managed to sort of get back on dry land. But yeah, it was it was a bit of excitement. You know, why just have a yeah. little walk on the beach when you can get trapped and perhaps, you know face face the cold waves you know we were contemplating whether we'd have
0: to jump in but we managed to get through oh man i i I think it's probably just a bit a bit too cold isn't it to be jumping in in april um but gee we've had a great weekend in freedom church and we've been having one of the things that we talked about the other week we get reports in from what's happening across our church and i know that um that you guys had a really great sunday in hereford and yeah. I know I was reading the report, and it talked about one of the people that uh, m- Mum had actually been reaching out to. Do you want to just share a little bit about that? Yeah, there's there's a a lady that H met
1: in the supermarket. So she's in a in the supermarket in Aldi doing her shout out Aldi her little shop and. Uh, She just comes across this lady with, she's got two little um, boys and she's doing a shopping and somehow, this is H, she connects with this person, which you think about when you go around the supermarket, you're not always thinking, let's have a little chat with someone who's got two little kids and somehow get in there, almost something about, you know, church, about Jesus well, H can do it. She's got this gift of engaging with someone who then asks questions. And I think a lot of it is just um, H just loving people. So I think she just saw yeah. this girl. She had a heart for her and uh, asked questions. And as she asked questions, found some things in common and and then invited her uh, to our mums and toddlers group in Hereford that we do, which is a, like a great step. So yeah. talked a little bit about faith. But this girl said, I've been searching. So can you believe all the people there? She's like this girl saying, Amazing. I've been searching. So then she connects through Facebook and encourages her and just speaks life into her because she's been through quite a difficult um time in her life. And mum's just there at that point to bring that hope and that invite. She goes to our mum's and toddlers and this is what I love is uh H is and at mums and toddlers, but she gives the brief to our you know amazing women, our amazing mums who are almost waiting for her. So when she does arrive and turn up, she has the biggest welcome. She has oh, like people awesome. get round her, and she's blown away. And so she's been going and attending, and with it, she uh, she meets my uh, niece Sophie who is part of our church and Sophie just connects with her and starts loving on her. And they've, they've done stuff out, you know, outside like socially where they've got together and gone for, you know, barbecues and stuff. And so building this relationship the last few weeks and then has come into church, uh, I think on Good Friday, she came in and she was part of our Good Friday service. Again, just absolutely loved the family, having her children in the mix and just taking it all in. Uh, and then, yeah, yesterday she came in and was impacted by the message so powerfully, the message of the gospel and gave her life to Christ. And that so is we're amazing. celebrating that, that mum, that she's a single mum, two little kids, uh, quite, quite a like a an in- devastating story. But Jesus steps in through a supermarket connection, through one of us believers who is just ready to perhaps step out and do more than just say, how's the weather? (laughs) How are things? Yeah, I'm fine. And it's like looking, I think, just searching for those people because those people are there. You know, she looked. Asking. Looking, searching. Yeah. Mm. But inside she's searching and we have, you know, she's not going to walk straight into church, but from it, reaching out. Showing that you know
0: what someone does care. That's the church in action. Absolutely love it. That is awesome. I think the Aldi ministry. That is that's that's the thing we need to we need to make that a thing because over here we've got Aldi in the USA, and I I had a, a guy who was just regularly checking out my groceries. You know, like on the cashier, uh, yeah. and we always we, we just talk about football a little bit, soccer as they call it here. And so we'd often check in on the soccer and just have a little chit chat, little right. conversation. And uh, one week I actually was at the till and I had a message from my football group saying we are short of players tonight and we're going to struggle. And so I was, I'd already uh, got paid for all my groceries and I, and the next person was just like getting their stuff checked in. And I went back to my guy and I said to him, I know we always talk about football, but, do you actually play football as well? he said, yeah, I'm a, I'm a goalkeeper. And I said, oh, well, do you want to come and join us this, this night? I said, we need someone tonight. Is there any chance you can play? He's like, Brilliant. I'll be there. So then he starts coming and the guys start to get to know him. And then a few weeks later, we invite him to church and he comes along, connects into the church and absolutely loves it. Brilliant. And uh, and again, just uh, a chance connection, really, through something in common. Just making yeah. the effort to connect with someone, and then seeing it lead to actually someone coming along and connecting into church community. And I, he wasn't going anywhere, and was a was a Christian background, but not really practicing his faith. So that's that was awesome to to see as well. Yeah, I love the intentionality. I think that's what it is.
1: People will say, "Oh, I haven't got an opportunity," but there is opportunity around us. But it's just been intentional with our questions, with our concerns for just being the person in the queue, as you said, who's actually going to smile yeah. and care about someone. It makes such a difference. And people people are looking
0: for that just to, you know, I think just to be noticed. It's going in with eyes open, isn't it? Yeah. Sure. Um, we had... Um... Baptisms yesterday here in Raleigh, which was just amazing. We had uh, four people get baptized. And when people are sharing their stories oh. and talking about the way that Jesus has saved them, redeemed them, saved them from anxiety, from yeah. depression, from brokenness, addiction, and they were just weeping. I think every person wept as they were sharing their testimony and then obviously everyone in the room is also like moved and weeping and, and it was just (sighs) the power and the transformation of Jesus going from death to life. And it just brings back home that reality that every time that we are stepping out and sharing our faith, that we are taking that light, that hope into this world. And it makes a real difference for people because they're stood on the stage, like testifying and saying, I am so grateful that God came into my life. I'm so grateful for the church. So that was super encouraging yesterday. And we get
1: a chance to be a part of this, which is, is it's just blows your mind. You know, you're yeah, talking about a privilege. such a life change, meeting people, mm. encounters where, you know, you're able to introduce them to the church, you know, to the, you know, the real church and Jesus in, in there, you know, the presence of who he is and just, being part of that week in week out i don't want it to ever get old because it is it is simply the most amazing thing when you have baptism b- baptism i think the reality of it just hits you it's like yeah this it's changing people's lives and you hear it from their perspective uh it is it's
0: it's always a great reminder of what we're involved with love it g well g we've got this week it's cave week as we mentioned earlier uh and so you've obviously been preparing for it getting ready for it but I thought for everyone listening to this, I just thought there'd be some great stuff to cover about the cave and getting ready for the cave because there'll be hundreds of people listening to this yeah. that are co- coming along to the cave this week. And I thought it'd be great to give them some, uh, some prep, some thought on it. So first of all, for anyone that hasn't been to the cave before, what is the cave? What would you, How would you explain it? Yeah, well, it's funny because we've had new people turn up in our church and they've
1: actually said, you know, where is the cave? And they've actually thought that it was an actual cave. Because <laughs> <laughs> they think, you know, if you've been in freedom for a while, yeah, they'll, you know, literal. it's not actually beyond possibility that we might somehow mm. find a cave and meet in a cave. Yeah. In fact, gathering one time we met in a, in a tunnel. Do you remember we met in that? Yeah. Um, it was like an old disused railway tunnel and we had our, our bearings, our men's sort of gathering in there. It was pretty epic. But, no, it's actually in sort of a building normally. Uh, but the cave, the cave is a gathering of our church family from like all over the world. We meet sort of in, you know, East Africa, North America, India, Southeast Asia, in the UK. It's, it sort of happens ev- everywhere. And it's a gathering of our people because we don't want to just be a, a network of people. That are almost doing our own thing. We believe that, like for us, the cave, when we started it, it was really about getting everyone under one roof, almost, or getting one mm. message—the heart of our movement, the heart of what God is doing uh, in us. And so every year, really, we would always, you know, go away and pray and, and look into God. What are you? What's the vision for our church, for our movement this year? And then we would gather together at the cave. We hate calling it a conference because everyone that comes says that's not a conference. It's it's a download of vision. It's like getting all this. your family under one roof and meeting with God because he always does more than we ever expect. And it's like hearing and receiving that download, but seeing the life change that takes place. So it's like a gathering, an anticipation, a waiting. It's It's not... It's not coming along to just come and observe or to see, hey, that was a good session. This is about life change. I mean, every cave is marked by, you know, certain things that God wants to do within us. And outside of the cave, people will refer to it. So often when we have our academy guys gathering, it's like, why did you come on academy? I think every year someone will say, because I went to the cave <laughs> and and that's where god called me to do academy or we have church planters that will say at the mm. cave this happened we have people that have been away uh you know from god and somehow got an invite to come to the cave at the last minute and it was like god god sort of jumped into their life pulled them into the cave and it's where they recommitted their life and one of those individuals now is one of our pastors You know what I mean? It's like that happened at the cave. They were going completely wrong direction, away from God. And as this young adult, someone gave them an invite the last minute, says, I've got a ticket for you. And they said, okay, I'm going to risk it. They came, never, ever looked back since. And that's a few years ago. So the cave, (laughs) it can change everything. I've seen families restored at the cave. You know, relationships for 10 Uh years where families have like just been you know, there's been brokenness there. And uh, God uses the cave to bring healing and restore families. I Like the list goes on and on. So it, it is an encounter with Jesus for our movement, for our church family to hear one voice, which is the voice of God to us saying, come on, are you ready to run freedom into this new season?
0: Yeah, love it. And I remember um, us when we started the cave 2012 and we are... Spread out among uh, locations. We just started church planting that la- that that year before, and we had this conviction, didn't we, as a leadership team, that we've got to bring people back together. You know, there's there's lots of different movements and churches that perhaps have different expressions uh, of their their church and what God's called them to be where they're spread out and almost yeah. their churches take different shapes and forms. But for us, we want them to be under one vision and we want yeah. to be unified so that as well as being perhaps planted in different cities and different nations and cultures, we still are one people yeah and so that's what we started doing the cave and i remember uh we were trying to figure out uh what was the name gonna be and we came up with some i'm, I'm remember personally coming up with some bad names and it was like you know freedom <laughs> one church uh you know just, just like, this is like that's so not freedom it's like we need something with a bit more with a bit more punch i remember then chris cook uh, bringing this scripture in 1 Samuel 22. And it says, uh, David part from there and escaped to the cave of Adullam. And when his brothers and all his fathers house heard it, they went down there to him. And everyone who was in distress and everyone who was in debt and everyone who was bitter in soul gathered to him. Wow. And he became commander over them. And wow. there were with him about 400 men. And there's this stronghold that takes place where they gather to him. They gather to their leader. They gather to the vision, all those. And it, it talks about almost those in debt and those distressed and those that have been through difficult things. And that as we come back together, they become unified. All those broken parts come together as one and yeah. form a military Great. force. They form an army under David's leadership and they're redeemed yeah, they, I think another
1: version refers to it as a bunch of vagabonds.
0: Yeah, I love that. You know, that. They, they're just like a
1: bunch of vagabonds. And I I think that's the way I see us. I want us to almost remember that's, you know, that's where we've come from, uh, you know, that brokenness, mm. the vagabond. We don't want to be a polished people turning up for a little bit of extra theology. Yeah. We want to we want to be those those people that have come with our, you know, <laughs> with where we're at. It's almost like being real the gritty, the nitty gritty side of it. But as we come r- to the cave, there is something amazing that God does. And he turns the vagabonds into warriors and they become this like unmatchable warrior force. It's it's like that is everything about the gospel, everything about his church. He's, it's almost like you just put in your hands what you have. Come and be real to me, be sort of honest. And as you come and you gather Look what happens. And I think it's mm. a raising up of an army as well. I think that that's why we called it the cave. Yeah. And Delam's Cave is really about seeing people um, go from one place to another, seeing their potential almost realized and, and people saying, do you know what? God did something there. And and I'm part of that fighting force for the kingdom. It's You know, we have great expectation for
0: what happens when God turns up at the cave. Come on. Absolutely. And so, gee, with that, you know, there's been some amazing cave moments over the years where we've gathered as a church and God has downloaded things, revealed things to us. He's brought repentance. He's brought revelation. He's brought healing. But what's what's on the menu for this year? You know, you've been spending some time praying about this and getting ready down in Devonshire. What what you what what can we be anticipating as a church? Yeah, anticipate, because I can't give it all away, can I, Josh?
1: We all- <laughs> <laughs> we tend to sort of keep the... Uh, we do. You know, even this year, we actually, we have kept the title of The Cave, haven't we? We've just called it The yeah. Cave, and we're going to release that. So when we turn up on the first night, it's going to be released because we're yeah we're going to be sharing some significant vision this year. And it's funny because it, every year has its own sort of character to the beast, mm. to the yeah. what God is saying to us, as you said, we might be going through a, a time where God is forming us and I don't know, hammering us on the anvil into shape, you know? And there's there's something about uh seasons of that, seasons of working in us and preparing us, perhaps even around where we're gonna go next and all these different things. But this year. This year is, and I, I'm not exaggerating this way, this year is a huge year for us. I think it's, it's going to be one of the most significant caves that we have shared. Yeah. And preparing for it, there's great weight with that because I know what this cave will mean. There's been a great mm. anticipation to it. And I've been alluding to this in our Leadership Hub, in some of our series messages, which is almost like God's been building something. God's been preparing yeah. We went away as a DLT in July, a uh, directional leadership team in July last year. And this is where God downloaded vision. And we've been working on that since then. We've been carrying it and forming it and praying into it since then. So it literally has been like a pregnancy. You know, I was thinking about it. It's, it's, it's the term of a pregnancy. Yeah. Now we get chance to deliver it to our people, deliver Come it on. to our church. And so great anticipation. We're aware of... Uh, the impact of of what this is going to mean. And I think it will be a year like no other. I really believe that God moves. It says he moves and he sets the epochs of time and there's seasons and he sets these things in place. And I think this is almost like a shift. I sense it's like a shift of a, almost like a decade for us as freedom. I think that this is, we're shifting from something very significant. That is, I've seen so many changes in this sort of last perhaps six months that have been around say the last 10 years. And now God is moving and shifting. And some of those have have been, Hey, do you know what? There's fresh blood. We've talked about fresh blood, which is like a word for 2023 for our movement. God is saying fresh blood. Well, with the fresh blood, I think that's almost talked about a decade of how God is going to bring in the Mm. new, how God is like really pouring out that new wine and with it comes this, it's, it, it's almost uh, in the carry of the new vision. So the new wineskin is the new vision that we're going to be sharing. And then he fills the new vision and it's, it's about to flow. You can see it. it's, it's ready. It's been fermenting and it's going to pour out. And that's what I anticipate is that God is going to move like only
0: he can move. And that's what we're going to see at the cave. I love it. There's always a lot of passion and excitement. I think if you've never been to a cave before, one of the things that I'd liken it to is a deep immersion of being in freedom. You might have been along on Sunday mornings and you know you're there for an hour and a half. But once you've been with us for the for the Friday night, for the whole of Saturday, it's like a totally different experience in yeah. comparison just coming to a Sunday because there's that deep immersion that's happened, deep, deep connection, deep understanding of who, what we're about as a church, the vision that we have, uh, where we're going. So I think get ready for a deep dive into the Freedom Church heart if it's your first cave. Yes, it's going to, yeah, it's going to require a lot of
1: faith. It's going to require for us to have a posture of, you know, being ready to hear what God has to say. And that's why I love is at the cave as well, that we we journey this together. You know, it's not it's not us coming and hey, we've got five sessions where we've prepared our best messages. This is this is almost like how God is speaking to us as a people. And I love that that we're all in this. There's like an ownership of this. And I think that's what that immersion is—is is as you uh, step in from the Friday, and it just builds the Sat, you know, on, into the Saturday morning. It's almost like God is just building these these like waves as it comes through, and He's He's so intentional in what He's doing throughout that weekend as we gather, because it, it is amazing how you set time aside, and we have so many mm. uh, great families, couples who are going to get like, you know, people looking after like children yeah. and just making plans to be there some people are having to travel are uh, when God's people make those sacrifices and you gather yeah.
0: and wait with expectancy he always moves come on and I was as we were talking I was reminded of this verse in Habakkuk 2 verse 2 which talks about write the vision make it plain on tablets so he may run who reads it and I think that if, if you want to anticipate what's to come, I would say get ready to run. Yeah. The vision's coming. It's going to be written down in hearts. Get ready to run.
1: And that's what we're always looking for, Josh, isn't it? Is, is like runners. Mm. Not everyone wants to run <laughs> because they're too weighed down or preoccupied with what they're carrying. Runners have to be ready to get things off that they shouldn't be carrying. They have to get their running shoes on. You know, there's there's something about I'm ready to run. I'm ready not to be hindered or distracted. Yeah. And I think that that's how we approach the cave is really coming in saying, Lord, I'm ready. And I, I've spoken to so many of our people just here in Hereford who are just saying, I'm I'm ready. I'm getting yeah. ready. And it's like I what you're getting ready for. I don't Convete- know, but I'm getting ready. And I love I love this sort yeah. of willingness to just say, I wanna be ready. Because when that comes, and it says the call will come in Habakkuk. It will not delay. It will come. And when it comes, it says, stand on the ramparts, ready to run. It's almost like I'm ready to hear, ready to run. And that's, you know, the sort of posture that, you know, we'd encourage
0: everyone coming into the cave to have. That is awesome. So, G, just in terms of preparing ourselves for the cave, coming along this, this weekend for it or for some other locations, and it will be a little later, but what, it, what would, else would you say in, to prepare hearts this week to prepare uh, coming along to the cave? I think one of the biggest
1: things you can do to prepare is deal with your presumptions. So, you know, we all we all want God to speak, but we have our own agenda often. And even when we hear God speak and we hear a great message uh i've often heard people say oh that's what i was looking for you know because i've come with an agenda and i'm thinking how did you get that out out of what i actually shared (laughs) and and it might be that we're looking for the answer because we want the answer that we want and i think just just almost come and lay that down surrender that to god because for some of us we want answers To the future. We might feel like, what's our vision? What's God going to say to me? What's God going to call me for? But we've already got like a little bit of a multiple choice. Well, it could be this, it could be that. And I think I I would like come afresh and just say, I want to lay it down. I want to lay down what I think you're going to do. Because we're so good at playing God. We're we're good at sort of, I think God might want to, you know, do this in me and he might want to do that. And so we we almost prescribe what God is going to do in this next year or the next five years or with our life. Sometimes we miss what he's actually saying because we've already decided in what area he's going to speak. So true. And, And it's so important that we almost allow him to speak in all areas. So it's like, it's saying, do you know what? There's no area that is off access. You you've got, you know, God speak to me in whatever way you want to speak to me, help me not to presuppose what God's going to say to me. Because if you genuinely, uh, you know, are hearing God speak and you think, do you know what? I think there's just something in this. I think God has been speaking to me the last six months. If that's right, he will make it very clear, but you have got to almost lay it down first. And I, I would just mm-hmm. say coming into the cave, come without an agenda yeah come right from the beginning come ready on that you know the first session like as we worship together say i lay down i lay it down i yield you know which means i give it in i surrender it holy spirit i surrender my agenda you know if some of us have got our uh, maybe careers fixed for the next five ten years but we come and say oh but speak to me about your vision if that's so rigid and God's plan is different to your 10 year mm. plan for your career is it's going to be quite hard for you to hear and receive because it's like that doesn't fit into my plan God <laughs> and yet obviously if we coming and we are a people that are called and we're called out ones we need to put everything we just need to be ready for God to speak into our lives and that means coming without an agenda not presupposing pre. Prescribing things the way God is going to do it, because I know every year He shocks people. He, sh- yeah. he just, they, they think it's going to be this way, and He comes at the right. He comes from behind. He comes and He almost um, grabs hold of people and says, "Come on, it wasn't like you expected." And and I think I, I just want to encourage people to come with that open heart. Mm. of you know genuine surrender saying lord i don't want it to be my agenda not my will but your will be done yes you know, what jesus said all the time there's this powerful thing this decision of saying not my will not my will not my kingdom not my call but mm-hmm. your will be done and i think if we approach
0: the cave with that it's go- it's just going to change everything i think as well one of the things that i would say in in being prepared is to cultivate that hunger for what God wants to do this weekend. Yeah, And I was thinking about this example of how if you've ever had snacks in the afternoon, it's about three o'clock, someone brings some cookies into work, some donuts, something like that, and you, oh, i just have one. Oh, that was good. I'll have another one. And then dinner comes round and you've got this amazing food, but you just don't have the hunger for it. Mm. What would have been so good and so delicious is just a six out of 10 because you didn't have the hunger. And I think that our hunger determines our contentment, our satisfaction on the meal that God is going to serve us up. And it's like, what are we feeding on this week? What are we feeding off? Are we snacking on the wrong things? Are we snacking on the junk food? Are we absorbing our time and energy on things that are not good for us? Or... Are we cultivating a hunger for God to move? Because if you come, you're going to get satisfied this weekend. That meal is going to drop into your stomach and it is going to taste good and it will satisfy your being. But if you haven't cultivated that hunger, you can get served up the same meal as the person next to you on the table and it will not hit the same. So one of the things I would say is cultivate it. Maybe you need to fast this week. Maybe you need to um, be specifically praying. Get on our prayer app and be praying into the cave get the worship music on as you build up through the week, get some of the, I know that we often have a cave set list out and available for the worship. Maybe you need to be listening to that and getting that pumping in your house. So you're ready to worship this weekend. Yeah, I think
1: that's so true, Josh, that like getting the appetite, the hunger ready. It's, it's so important because we're, you know if we can approach it with that sort of attitude and we're ready and we're hungry we will we're, we're going to receive from god but often i'll have people in the same room some people will go away not yeah. really hearing from god and it's like yeah that that was fine and then other someone else is like they got something from that message it will always be down to their approach um you know as in the way they approached it and we often say this that you know you're your approach determines everything. You know, where when a big aircraft comes into land, the way the way the approach determines like the actual arrival, the landing. And I think even as we come into the cave, your approach, the way where you come in, if it's if it's well, I'm gonna, you know, it's up to God if He wants to speak to me, or I'm going along, see what I can get from it. It, it will determine, you know, how you arrive in that setting and what you receive. And so I think preparing your heart around motivation, around appetite. And as you said, fasting, Josh, I think, I mean, I'd encourage everyone who Mm. comes to the cave to at least do a day of fasting because it, I'll tell you what, it will make a difference, you know, where you just get your heart tuned in, you get your soul ready for what God's going to do. And to take that preparation out is going to make such a difference. Also, I'd, I'd encourage people to pray for someone else pray for others pray That's for good. the guys that are communicating pray for our worship teams our creative teams you know there's there's so many people involved Very in the cave it's mm-hmm. it's huge what we're we stream it out sort of around the world but in the uk even today josh it's it's monday today and all the guys were down there. First thing in Newport, we're obviously loading into a
0: location. It's another church. Yeah, first nearby. time we've done this, Evergy, isn't it? Yeah. We're streaming from a location we don't own. So we've had teams going down there. We've had, we're have we having scaffold
1: built this morning. Um, all the light systems are going in. All week, we'll be having so many volunteers giving their time this week. We've got some of our volunteers take days off unpaid days off to go and serve at the cave to get ready for everyone wow and then we have guys working through into like the night preparing all this will go on well before friday starts and then they'll be serving it's like an army of volunteers to make it happen here because we're capturing it through camera through lights through everything even all the creative elements of salt winds we got some fantastic creatives coming up for the uh for the cave but they've been working for the last few months on it. Yeah. And again, we many of us we, we're just there for, I don't know, a 60 second intro, not realizing it's taken weeks and an effort because we believe first and best. Our God deserves first and best. Our church deserves first and best. So we're preparing and building all this. Uh so please, yeah, if you're gonna be praying, please, you know, pray for our teams, pray for the people, pray for health. Yes. Pray for our worship guys. You know, I just heard one of our worship leaders struggling with tonsillitis right now. Pray for health and life that nothing Mm, will will stop them bringing their best, okay? Uh, Because so often we can self-focus. But I think it's just something of God when God says, no, pray for others. Yeah, come on. Pray pray for your brother.
0: Pray for your sister. Pray for those serving. And pray for those of us that are speaking as well. Uh, It's, it's you know, again, we just want to bring those words they're going yeah. to really make the difference, hit home and uh, and bring those seeds to life that God's given yes. us as we plant them this weekend into the hearts of our people. Yeah, absolutely, Josh. Come on, we're getting ready. Come on. Preparing this week still for those words to come through. <laughs> it's going to be so great. And I, I just think if you're listening to this, and uh, I think for all of us, there can just be that sense of, Uh, Sometimes you can fall into, oh, well, you know, I'm giving up my Friday night, my Saturday, or you might be, I don't know, just feeling some sort of sense of entitlement there. And I just think even hearing that about what our volunteers have been giving, what the people who love our church, they love you, who've been preparing the way before you. I think just coming with that readiness and prayerful heart it that's a way to honor them as well honor all the people that have been involved preparing the table for you if you like to come and feast this weekend is come ready be praying for them come with gratitude thankfulness come with encouragement and honor for all the people that are are putting this on and serving it up because we the people are doing it because we love our church but let's love them back as well let's encourage them let's speak life
1: yeah yeah that would be awesome like fantastic Uh, Even when we come together, you know, if you'll come into the cave, I think for every one of us, that posture again of how we approach it, it just like can't wait to be there. You know, it's the the opposite of entitlement, this this gratitude that we get a chance to do this. God's going to move. I want to be where it's happening. You know, I want to be in that place where God is speaking. So it's because sometimes I see people come in and then was drift to the back because it was my first cave. I'm not quite sure. I just say, do you know what? Like, trust what God is doing. Don't lose. Don't like wait till, say, Saturday afternoon to suddenly think, wow, God really is here. Don't miss out on those first sessions because you're checking it out. You'll miss miss so much. Come trusting that God is going to
0: move and he's going to speak. So posture yourself with that. Absolutely brilliant note to finish on. Gee, thanks so much for just making time for this this week and helping us all get ready for the cave. And uh, we'll be praying for you, excited for what God's going to do. It's going to be awesome. And so we'll uh, we'll touch base again soon. Yeah, Josh, I,
1: I can't wait. And just to say to, you know, last little message to everyone that is coming to the cave, we, you know, we've spent months praying into this it it isn't for us just to you know bring in other messages or another vision it's for the season that we're in 2023 a year like no other year and for us as the church as freedom church we're going to play our part we're going to take our stand you know we're going to you know we're going to make sure that we're on our watch and we're going to see what god has come, come about and so when we there's there's so much purpose in this gathering And I want you to have faith when you think about it. I want want you to say, God, prepare the faith and the courage in me. Because I think he's going to challenge so many of us. And we're going to have a choice to make at the cave. I don't want it just to be an event or an experience. You know, it will be what happens in the way we respond, but what we then walk out afterwards. And at this cave, there is going to be a walking out of the vision. And I would just say, look, get ready for that. Be prepared for what you're going to commit to be prepared because God is looking for those people. And I think you could be one of them and you know, it's coming. There's something stirring in your heart, even as you're listening to this, there's almost like a nervousness and uh, you know, a bit nervous anticipation, but also excitement for what is to come because I tell you what, the kingdom is moving. The church is on the move. There's, you know, there's an urgency about it and that's what we're going to see at the cave this year so yeah praying for every one of you that
0: god moves and speaks to you let's go you runners come on all right well thanks for joining us everyone and we'll uh we'll be back soon with another episode